second part of chapter two of the second volume of the life of reason this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela krantz the life of reason by george santayana chapter two the family part two side note adventitious functions assumed by the family life is experimental and whatever performs some necessary function and cannot be discarded is a safe nucleus for many a parasite a starting point for many new experiments so the family in serving to keep the race alive becomes a point of departure for many institutions it assumes offices which might have been allotted to some other agency had not the family preempted them profiting by its established authority and annexing them to its domain in no civilized community for instance has the union of man and wife been limited to its barely necessary period it is continued after the family was reared and has remained lifelong it has commonly involved a common dwelling and religion and often common friends and property again the children's emancipation has been put off indefinitely the roman father had a perpetual jurisdiction and such absolute authority that in the palmy days of the roman family no other subsisted over it he alone was a citizen and responsible to the state while his household were subject to him in law as well as in property and religion in simple rural communities the family has often been also the chief industrial unit almost all necessaries being produced under domestic economy side note inertia in human nature now the instincts and delights which nature associates with reproduction cannot stretch so far their magic fails and the political and industrial family which still thinks itself natural is in truth casual and conventional there is no real instinct to protect those who can already protect themselves nor have they any profit in obeying nor in the end any duty to do so a patria potestas much prolonged or extended is therefore an abuse and prolific in abuses the chieftain's mind not being ruled by paternal instincts will pursue arbitrary personal ends and it is hardly to be expected that his own wealth or power or ideal interests will correspond with those of his subjects the government and supervision required by adults is what we call political it should stretch over all families alike to annex this political control to fatherhood is to confess that social instinct is singularly barren and that the common mind is not plastic enough to devise new organs appropriate to the functions which a large society involves after all the family is an early expedient and in many ways irrational if the race had developed a special sexless class to be nurses pedagogues and slaves like the workers among ants and bees and if lovers had never been tied together by a bond less ethereal than ideal passion then the family would have been unnecessary such a division of labor would doubtless have involved evils of its own but it would have obviated some drags and vexations proper to the family 
for we pay a high price for our conquests in this quarter and the sweets of home are balanced not only by its tenderer sorrows but by a thousand artificial prejudices enmities and restrictions it takes patience to appreciate domestic bliss volatile spirits prefer unhappiness young men escape as soon as they can at least in fancy into the wide world all prophets are homeless and all inspired artists philosophers think out some communism or other and monks put it in practice there is indeed no more a rational ground for living together than that we have sprung from the same loins they say blood is thicker than water yet similar forces easily compete while dissimilar forces may perhaps cooperate it is the end that is sacred not the beginning a common origin unites reasonable creatures only if it involves common thoughts and purposes and these may bind together individuals of the most remote races and ages when once they have discovered one another it is difficulties of access ignorance and material confinement that shut in the heart to its narrow loyalties and perhaps greater mobility science and the mingling of nations will one day reorganize the moral world it was a pure spokesman of the spirit who said that whosoever should do the will of his father who was in heaven the same was his brother and sister and mother side note family tyrannies the family also perpetuates accidental social differences exaggerating and making them hereditary it thus defeats that just moiety of the democratic ideal which demands that all men should have equal opportunities in human society chance only decides what education a man shall receive what wealth and influence he shall enjoy even what religion and profession he shall adopt people shudder at the system of castes which prevails in india but is not every family a little caste was a man assigned to his family because he belonged to it in spirit or can he choose another half the potentialities in the human race are thus stifled half its incapacities fostered and made inveterate the family too is largely responsible for the fierce prejudices that prevail about women about religion about seemly occupations about war death and honor in all these matters men judge in a blind way inspired by a feminine passion that has no mercy for anything that eludes the traditional household not even for its members souls side note difficulty in abstracting from the family at the same time there are insuperable difficulties in proposing any substitute for the family in the first place all society at present rests on this institution so that we cannot easily discern which of our habits and sentiments are parcels of it and which are attached to it adventitiously and have an independent basis a reformer hewing so near to the tree's root never knows how much he may be felling possibly his own ideal would lose its secret support if what it condemns had wholly disappeared for instance it is conceivable that a communist abolishing the family in order to make opportunities equal and remove the more cruel injustices of fortune might be drying up that milk of human kindness which had fed his own enthusiasm 
for the foundlings which he decreed were to people the earth might at once disown all socialism and prove a brood of inhuman egoists or as not wholly contemptible theories have maintained it might happen that if fathers were relieved of care for their children and children of all paternal suasion human virtue would lose its two chief stays side note possibility of substitutes on the other hand an opposite danger is present in this sort of speculation things now associated with the family may not depend upon it but might flourish equally well in a different soil the family being the earliest and closest society into which men enter it assumes the primary functions which all society can exercise possibly if any other institution had been first in the field it might have had a comparable moral influence one of the great lessons for example which society has to teach its members is that society exists the child like the animal is a colossal egoist not from a want of sensibility but through his deep transcendental isolation the mind is naturally its own world and its solipsism needs to be broken down by social influence the child must learn to sympathize intelligently to be considerate rather than instinctively to love and hate his imagination must become cognitive and dramatically just instead of remaining as it naturally is sensitively selfishly fanciful to break down transcendental conceit is a function usually confided to the family and yet the family is not well fitted to perform it to mothers and nurses their darlings are always exceptional even fathers and brothers teach a child that he is very different from other creatures and of infinitely greater consequence since he lies closer to their hearts and may expect from them all sorts of favoring services the whole household in proportion as it spreads about the child a brooding and indulgent atmosphere nurses wilfulness and illusion for this reason the noblest and happiest children are those brought up as in greece or england under simple general conventions by persons trained and hired for the purpose the best training in character is found in very large families or in schools where boys educate one another priceless in this regard is athletic exercise for here the test of ability is visible the comparison not odious the need of cooperation clear and the consciousness of power genuine and therefore ennobling socratic dialectic is not a better means of learning to know oneself such self-knowledge is objective and free from self-consciousness it sees the self in a general medium and measures it by a general law even the tenderer associations of home might under other circumstances attach to other objects consensus of opinion has a distorting effect sometimes on ideal values a thing which almost everyone agrees in prizing because it has played some part in every life tends to be valued above more important elements in personal happiness that may not have been shared so wealth religion military victory have more rhetorical than efficacious worth the family might well be to some extent a similar idol of the tribe everyone has had a father and a mother but how many have had a friend 
everyone likes to remember many a joy and even sorrow of his youth which was linked with family occasions but to name a man's more private memories attached to special surroundings would awaken no response in other minds yet these other surroundings may have been no less stimulating to emotion and if familiar to all might be spoken of with as much conventional effect this appears so soon as any experience is diffused enough to enable a tradition to arise so that the sentiment involved can find a social echo thus there is a loyalty very powerful in certain quarters toward school college club regiment church and country who shall say that such associations had they sprung up earlier and been more zealously cultivated or were they now reinforced by more general sympathy would not breed all the tenderness and infuse all the moral force which most men now derive from the family side note plato's heroic communism nevertheless no suggested substitute for the family is in the least satisfactory plato's is the best grounded in reason but to succeed it would have to count on a degree of virtue absolutely unprecedented in man to be sure the platonic regimen if it demands heroism for its inception provides in its scientific breeding and education a means of making heroism perpetual but to submit to such reforming regulations men would first have to be reformed it would not suffice as plato suggested merely to enslave them and to introduce scientific institutions by despotic decrees for in such a case there would be all manner of evasions rebellions and corruptions if marriage founded on inclination and mutual consent is so often broken surreptitiously or by open divorce what should we expect amongst persons united and separated by governmental policy the love of home is a human instinct princes who marry for political reasons often find a second household necessary to their happiness although every motive of honor policy religion and patriotism makes with overwhelming force against such irregularities and the celibate priesthood presumably taking its vows freely and under the influence of religious zeal often revert in practice to a sort of natural marriage it is true that plato's citizens were not to be celibates and the senses would have had no just cause for rebellion but would the heart have been satisfied could passion or habit submit to such regulation even when every concession is made to the godlike simplicity and ardor which that platonic race was to show a greater difficulty appears apparently the guardians and auxiliaries a small minority in the state were alone to submit to this regimen the rest of the people slaves tradesmen and foreigners were to live after their own devices and were we may suppose to retain the family so that after all plato in this matter proposes little more than what military and monastic orders have actually done among christians to institute a privileged unmarried class in the midst of an ordinary community such a proposal therefore does not abolish the family end of chapter two part two recording by pamela Krantz.